We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. So we're talking about what's going on in New Hampshire. We're talking about what's going on at the southern border in Texas. Do you know they're still at war over in Israel and what's going on in Gaza and Hamas and the Biden administration's over there trying to tamper with how they're prosecuting this war, which just drives me crazy. And um, right now we got Greg Keller on the phone. He's a principal at uh, Atlas Strategy Group. And uh, it, great to have him on here, a Missourian who just got back from Israel. Greg, uh, loved your article in the Daily Signal. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really an eye-opening experience. I was over there for several days and had a feel for what was going on just from what we read in the press, but seeing it in person was a totally different experience. So so where? how close did you get to Gaza, to like where the fighting is going on? What did you see on the ground over there? We got pretty close. I mean, we went down south, started in Tel Aviv, spent some time in Jerusalem, but spent a day down at the border with Gaza, really could have thrown a rock into Gaza proper, saw the security fences and and uh, drones and and zeppelins and, and and all that stuff. We went to the Far Aza kibbutz, which is one of the kibbutzes that Hamas overran on October 7. We saw it all, Mark. We saw the rape rooms. We saw the places where people were murdered. This particular kibbutz on October 7 saw, I believe it was 72 Israeli kibbutz livers uh, murdered on October 7. We saw it all. It was really it was really harrowing. I don't think if for people that haven't visited the, the Middle East, and, and I haven't, but I've talked to a lot of people who have, I don't think they realize the really kind of the layout and the scope of all of this and how close some of these kibbutzes are to the actual wall there dividing Gaza. Yeah, I mean, Israel is a very small country. They only have about nine and a half million people at its narrowest uh, portion of Israel. It's only nine miles wide. They're impinged by uh, Hamas in the south in Gaza. They're impinged by uh, the Lebanese and Hezbollah in the north. Syria has had an ongoing civil war. This is on their eastern um, border. Of course, they have uh, Egypt, who historically has been um, an enemy of theirs uh, in the past. They're impinged on all sides. It's a very small country, and you are never far away from a war zone when you are in Israel. It's unlike anything I've ever seen here in America, for sure. Greg, this is Kim. What, what's the tone there? I mean, are people just kind of going about their daily lives at this point, or is it still kind of a ghost town in some areas with people maybe scared to leave their homes? 
The kibbutzes, you know, on the borders are are largely empty. They have also gone ahead and emptied out a lot of the kibbutzes over on the northern side just as a precaution against Hezbollah in case they start getting some ideas. And Hezbollah has been already launching rockets kind of randomly um, into Israel. If you're in Tel Aviv, if you're in Jerusalem, over the last few weeks, just by looking at it, life has really returned to normal. Where you really see the huge shift, though, is more kind of at the political, ideological security level. There used to be a large portion of the Israeli left who believes that, hey, if we just give the Palestinians, if we just give the Islamists enough land, that will make us more secure. That will make them happy. That will make them safer. That portion of the Israeli left no longer believes that post-October 7. I think there is now a consensus in Israel that the extent to which you give the Islamist land does not make Israel safer. It only endangers them. So what you've seen in Israeli politics is, is a huge move to the security right in a way that was never there before. Yeah, interesting, because it's affecting Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, popularity in Israel. And he's always been a hawk. He's, I don't think he was ever in support of a two-state solution. How do they feel? I mean, did you get a, a sense of how they feel about maybe U.S. Uh, involvement or, or suggestions by the U.S. that they need to move back to a two-state solution? Well, Bibi is extremely unpopular right now. Unfortunately for him, and, I, and I'm a big Bibi Netanyahu fan because I myself am a hawk. I never believed in an Israeli two-state solution. I don't believe that that's possible. But the problem with Bibi is that every other leader, whether it's in the intelligence community, the political community, Israeli society, all of the people who are in positions of significant power on October 7 have said, we made huge mistakes, whether it's the head of the IDF or whoever it may be. He has said, we made huge mistakes. We're going to get through this initial war period, and I'm going to step down so that fresh blood and, and a new perspective can come into this role. Everyone in leadership positions in Israeli society and politics and intelligence has done that, except Bibi Netanyahu. And that's what's driving a lot of his unpopularity right now. Next time there is an election, Bibi Netanyahu and his Likud party are going to lose, and they're going to lose pretty substantially. You're probably going to see a new prime minister by the name of Benny Gantz, who is still a hawk who is not going to be immediately for a two-state solution, but is seen as a little bit, maybe maybe a little bit more moderate than a Netanyahu. But he's really painted himself into a corner here with his intransigence in, in, in accepting some of the blame for this. And, and it, like I said, it pains me to say that because I've been a huge BB fan my entire life. I think there's growing support here in the United States for Hamas, basically. You saw the, you see all these pro-Palestinian, you know, protests or whatever. And I saw this article on the Daily Signal that said that anti-Semitism on college campuses here in the U.S. has shot up 1,753 percent since that October 7th attack. I mean, that that's mind-blowing. Yeah, and the Israelis, and we heard this time and time again when we were over there, guys, the Israelis are incredibly... Um, proud of their close relationship with the United States. They know how much this partnership means to them from a security and a national defense standpoint, and they cannot win this fight without us. But we heard multiple times that one of the scariest things that they have seen post-October uh, 7 is the scenes that they have seen on American college campuses. We had Israelis say this to us time and time and time again. They are starting to realize that on our college campuses that we have an entire generation of young Americans who have been inculcated into Jew hatred. Mm -hmm. That is what is going on on our college campuses. We see it every single day. We have this cr these crazy Marxist professors who are teaching our college kids to hate Jewish people. It is part of
of the agenda, and people in Israel were citing those to us chapter and verse. They see that, and they're scared by that. They're worried about what that's going to mean for the political future of our country. If, we, if this new generation of Jew haters comes into American political power, what is it going to mean for the future of American foreign policy? They're worried about it. And frankly, I think we all should be, too. We should be. Greg Keller, our guest who just got back from a visiting Israel. Greg, you, you point out importantly at the, at the bottom of this article that eventually what's going on in Gaza is going gonna, is gonna to be wrapped up. And then maybe uh, Israel starts looking at Hezbollah. But the, the, the elephant in the room is Iran, right? It's all Iran. You've got, you know, Iran helped plan the October 7 uh, attacks from Hamas in the south. We know that now. Iran, of course, backs all of Hezbollah in Lebanon on the northern uh, border. Iran was heavily involved in the Syrian civil war, which went on uh, uh, several years ago. Even the Houthis in Yemen. I mean, I'll tell you what, guys. I mean, before I went to Israel, I'm not sure I could have put Yemen, you know, out of, you know, out of a hat on a map or whatever. I mean, like, Iran is now working with the Houthis in Yemen to interdict, stop, and kill American and Israeli um, shipping uh, going through the Gulf of Aden and into the Red Sea. All of these problems that you're seeing in the Middle East have one source, by and large, and it's Iran. So what Israel is going to have to do is they're going to have to deal with Gaza. That's in the south right now. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do about Hezbollah in the north because they're constantly encroaching and trying to find a way into their country. They're going to have to – we are in the process now of dealing with the Houthis in Yemen. But when it's all said and done, what this is really about is America and Israel against Iran, who is a huge, horrible factor in that region and the root of all these problems. And, and I don't even have to start to get into the fact that the Biden administration has been allowing money to be funneled into Iran that's probably gone to support all of these groups over the last five years, four years now, right? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's, it, it's, the, it's the most aggravating thing in all of this uh, is you see innocent people from a democratic country, women and children being raped and murdered, and literally the U.S. taxpayers paid for this. Your tax dollars helped fund this. Barack Obama's, you guys remember the Iran deal? Yeah. We literally dropped pallets of cash from American military planes into Iran. We are paying for this. And Joe Biden has been part of that. Barack Obama was a huge part of that. It's absolutely maddening, A, that these things are happening, and that, B, we helped pay for it. 
Well, people can go read um, your article on this at the Daily Signal. I know there's a copy of it up there, dailysignal.com. Uh, Greg Keller, thank you for your insight. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. We uh, Good to get that just point of view from somebody who's been over there because it's kind of, I mean, we're four months, over four months into this, coming up in the fifth month. There's still hostages being held. Uh, they just had 24 or 25 IDF soldiers killed the other day mm-hmm. when a building collapsed. And, I mean, it's still very real on the ground in Israel. I think what struck me, what Greg said, was that people realize the importance of the relationship between Israel and America and just how disheartened people are watching these these protests going on in college campuses here in the United States. And the lack of leadership on the part of the Biden administration yeah. about all of this, to shut it down, basically. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.